Thanks for choosing to spend time in the studio with Michael Card. What you're about to hear in this podcast was recorded several years ago in Franklin, Tennessee. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed since this was first broadcast, the messages discussed in these conversations still ring true. This session is made possible by our friends with the Christian Standard Bible. Learn more about the CSB translation online when you visit csbible.com. Listen now to this program from the archives. This is In the Studio with Michael Card from Franklin, Tennessee. I'm Wayne Shepherd here with Michael, and we've got another full hour ahead of us today. A lot of time spent in prayer in the program today. Yeah, we've got representatives from uh, all over the world here that are going to pray with us in just a few minutes. Yeah, it's going to be a very unique time, and they'll gather together in the studio. We'll have a full studio here mm-hmm. today. And overseeing this whole herd of prayers <laughs> is Denny Denson. Denny Denson, our yeah. good friend that uh, has been with us really on and off as a guest since the beginning of this program. Yes. Good friend, dear brother, and uh, we're looking forward to talking to Denny, and he'll set up that prayer time for us here today. Michael, um, can you prove to me that you really were in Ephesus recently? I've got pictures. <laughs> will, that, will that prove it? I think we got something better than pictures. Yeah. We've got moving pictures. Yeah, that's right. Because the, uh, the the time spent in Ephesus was with RBC Ministries. That's right. We, uh, we did uh, four Day of Discovery programs on... Uh, John, the disciple John, in Ephesus. What was it like to sit at the feet of the last living disciple of Jesus and hear the Gospel of John, which was written when John was in Ephesus shortly before he died? So tell me, Michael, what are we going to see on the DVD oh. that we can ask for? Oh, I don't Because <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no. I, oh, oh, you're trying to get me upset. I know that. Yeah, you know, there's this running joke that I, I don't get to see these things until they're on TV. You're usually. always the last to know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, w- but what we will see, with any kind of luck, is uh, is I, I go to different uh, sites in, in ancient Ephesus. I mean, this is Turkey, right? Yes. Modern day Turkey. Right. And uh, so, here, here was a banquet, banqueting hall with, with a design on the floor of the god Dionysius who turned water into wine. Well, how are John's hearers going to understand uh-huh. the story of Jesus changing water into wine? And when they're living in a place like Ephesus where a god like Dionysius is worshipped and, you know, um, th- just different temples where uh, there are different uh, uh, deities that are worshipped and, and how would John's first hearers have understood Jesus in contrast, Jesus who is the son of God. We went to the largest slave market in the ancient world, which was right there in Ephesus. And so that was a chance to talk about slavery and talk uh, talk about um, so many of the members of John's community who were slaves. Michael, there are really three parts to our weekly visit in the studio. Mm-hmm. They are? Uh, community, commentary, and creativity. Mm-hmm. And guests join us in the studio in any one of those three categories. Right, and they talk to us about how their faith impacts their creativity, their, uh, their commitment to their community, and certainly how their faith helps them understand the Bible better. But often, just the two of us, and you teach uh, mm-hmm. as I join you in conversation, and this week in the studio, we're in the middle of a study of John. Yeah, we're going to look at one of, I think, one of the most interesting characters in John, the man who was born blind in chapter 9, and the wonderful progression that he makes uh, from sitting on the roadside sort of in his darkness uh, and finally finding himself at the feet of Jesus, worshiping him, calling him Lord. Yeah. We'll do that in just a moment. Will you sing for us here sure. in the studio? always, always. You have a CD out called Hymns, and I love this. And Jeff Taylor joins you on the hymns and joins us here in the studio today at the piano. These hymns were all musically set in uh, English and Irish uh, type music. And uh, I, I frankly can't do these without Jeff, so it's a great thing that he's here. <laughs> yeah, actually, the two of you have spent some time in Ireland yeah, together we're, touring, we're, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, we're going back soon, too. Right, so, right. yeah, this is a, it's something that's right up our alley. From the hymns CD, Look Ye Saints. So, Michael, you're playing the bazooki mm-hmm. here on this and Jeff at the piano. A one. Saints, the side is glorious, see the man of sorrows now. From the fight return victorious, every knee to him shall bow. Crown him, crown him, crown the Savior, King of kings. Crown him, crown him. 
crown him rich, the trophies Jesus brings. In the seat of power enthrone him while the vault of heaven rings. Crown him, crown him, crown the Savior, King of kings. Crown him, crown him, crown the Savior, King of kings. And scorn him, mocking thus the Savior's claim. Saints and angels crowd around him, own his title, praise his name. Crown him, crown him, King of kings and Lord of lords. Crown him, crown him, King of kings and Lord of lords. Side is glorious, see the man of sorrows now. From the fight, return victorious, every knee to him shall bow. Crown him, crown him, crown the Savior, King of Kings. Crown him, crown him, crown the Savior, King of Kings. Crown him, crown him, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Crown him, crown him, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Look ye saints. Uh, thank you, Jeff, Taylor, mm-hmm. and thank you, Michael. Yeah, I hope you noticed that song is almost unsingable. <laughs> it has to be done in one big breath. Yeah, I, yeah. I was admiring uh, your uh, your breath control there as you oh, were singing that song. I thought song. you meant the, the color of my skin you were admiring. <laughs> you did turn a little red. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Let's open to uh, John chapter 9 here today oh, yeah. and uh, spend some time in God's Word. Uh, you've written a book called The Parable of Joy. Mm-hmm. This has been on my shelf for a number of years now, but it's been re-released mm-hmm. by RBC Ministries. Yeah, and we're thankful to them uh, to make that available again. So our conversation really springs out of your notes that led to the book. Yes. All right. Take us into John 9. Well, having now been in Ephesus and to to have a chance to walk, you know, the streets, uh, on one hillside were the homes of the rich. On the other hillside opposite was where the poor lived. And this, Mm. this um, it's been that way forever. Yeah, well, it had been that way from antiquity. Of course, it's not; it's just ruins now. But uh-huh. yeah, and and this sweet man who was uh, our guide, who who was a Muslim, uh, actually said, um, you know, I think John would have probably lived over on the side uh, with the poor. Huh. You know, wouldn't he have lived with the poor the way you know the way Christians? So it's interesting <laughs> that even this man, yeah. from being in Ephesus, had an understanding of John that, that I think. Uh, you, you you get no other other way, mm-hmm. and what I kept coming back to was the image of sitting at the feet of the last living disciple of Jesus, which is what you get in John. Mm-hmm. You know, John, the, the last gospel written, the last gospel written. You know, late in uh, you know in ninety the nineties A.D. He's the last one left. Peter's dead. Paul's dead. Everyone else, you know, has gone gone on first. And imagine the, the, the awe and the reverence that you would have for this elderly man who actually knew Jesus and, and remembered all in detail all of these stories from having walked with Jesus for two and a half to three years. So uh, I, I think that's, the, that's almost the posture you have to put yourself in before you come back to the mm-hmm. Gospel of John mm-hmm. and imagine those first hearers. And that was all enhanced by actually being in the physical place to, where John was. To see where it actually, yeah, it was actually taught probably for the first mm-hmm. time. What we have in chapter 9 is a character study. Uh, John does this better and more than any of the other gospel. He, he introduces us to characters. And this uh, man, the man who was born blind that we meet in chapter 9, I believe is John's uh, deliberate contrast to a man that we've already met, which is a man that we met in chapter 5, which I call the man of excuses, the man who was lame hmm. by the, the pool for all those years. The, we've already looked at that passage. I think that man is a negative example because he never comes to faith. Uh, He actually ends up betraying Jesus to the authorities. In chapter 9, we have my favorite character in the Gospel of John. This is a precious little... uh, For some reason, I I imagine him being kind of a short little guy. (laughs) 
But this man is a precious man. And what we see in chapter 9 is his progression of faith. And that's, to me, the most uh, stunning thing about this chapter. We'll, we'll see in just a minute. But he, he begins by uh, referring to Jesus as a man, and he ends up at Jesus' feet calling him Lord. Let me read uh, from the parable of joy where you've translated your own translation of John yeah. uh, chapter 9 here. You've done the whole book. Um, beginning at verse 1, as he passed by, Jesus saw a man who was blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned nor his parents. This happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. While it is day, I must do the work of the one who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am the world, I am the light of the world. Yeah, there's that parable character of, of John where Jesus uh, says something about himself, I'm the light of the world, and then the parable of his life lives it out. I mean, he says, I'm the light of the world. Then he opens the eyes of a man born yeah. blind. Having said this, yeah. there's the turn. He spat on the ground and made clay out of the saliva and put the clay in the blind man's eyes. Right. Which is illegal. <laughs> it's against the law to spit. So you've entitled this chapter, Illegal Sabbath Spit. <laughs> right, right, right. That's, that is, that's perhaps your best chapter title ever. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, it has a certain ring to it. But but that's the, the point is, and there are people that go round and round about why did Jesus spit? Was it to raise the levels of this, of this man's expectation of being healed? Blah, 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 blah. People <laughs> go on and on. Now, the reason Jesus did it was that it was just another way to break their oral laws. Jesus broke the oral law every chance he got. Oh. And the oral law said that you couldn't blow a candle out on the Sabbath because when you blew a wick out, the wick became charcoal, and making charcoal is work, and that's against the law. You can't spit on Sabbath because the spit might run downhill, and in running downhill, it would make mud, and making mud is work, and so you can't work on the Sabbath, right? (laughs) So, and and what we see later on in in, uh, this, this chapter is that when the Pharisees investigate the healing, all they're interested in is the spit. You know, who made the mud? They, they can't see the forest for the trees, right? <laughs> this is the only healing of Jesus where he actually heals someone who, is, who had been stricken from birth. This is the only one. Okay. And even this little man will later on say to the Pharisees, this has never happened before. No one has ever heard of anyone who was born blind being healed, and yet this man has healed my eyes. Can I take you back, though, when the disciples said, you know, who sinned? Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's very, very important. And to me, Wayne, this says that this is early in the ministry of Jesus. How do I know this? I know this because the disciples can see a, a person suffering and still ask a stupid theological question, right? After they've been with Jesus, Guilt, for, guilty as charged. After they've been with Jesus for a while, they won't just theologize about other people's suffering, right? They'll go and help people. I think that's the difference. But this is a this is a very hot topic right now. The rabbis were actively uh, debating the nature of birth defects and the connection they had to sin. And the rabbis had actually concluded that a person could sin in the womb. And that was their sort of theological backflip to explain birth defects. Well, see, it's obvious. You know, nine months down there, it's dark. No telling what all goes, you know, on down there. And so for the, for the disciples, this is a very, you know, legitimate question. Who sinned? But Jesus' response is what's so in, in, incredible. And it's the same response that Jesus gave when, he, when, when Lazarus died. Jesus says, look, it, it, it wasn't this man. It, it wasn't the fact that he sinned or, or that his parents sinned. This man was born blind. Why? So that God's glory could be revealed mm-hmm. in his life. On display. Yeah, that's, and, and that's the same thing. Uh, when, when Jesus sees sickness and death, when he sees uh, or hears about Lazarus dying, it gets, it's so no, it's so that God's glory can be, be revealed. And wouldn't it be great if when we saw sin and sickness and death, we would say, gee, it, it's not like okay, whose fault is right. this? Yeah. Who you know? Who's going to burn for this? What 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 would it be like, Wayne, if you and I said, okay, how can God be glorified in the death of this person? You and I have yeah. seen that in, we have. in some people right here in the studio who've we given have. testimony before their death. Yeah, we have, and and so that and that validates Jesus' point of view, then doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. not, not that Jesus' point of view needs <laughs> yeah, right, to be validated, right. <laughs> but it it shows in you know in fact that it's true that God does reveal His glory through mm. sin, sickness, and death. Mm. And so the disciples still have a ways to yeah. go. Okay, so Jesus uh, uh, spits on the ground right. and uh, puts the mud on the eyes right. of this blind man. And what happens is uh, the, the miracle happens 
in Jesus' absence. That's a big part of this story, right? Jesus sends the man away. He's he's still blind as he's leaving Jesus. And the point is he never... He never, never thought of that. He never sees Jesus. That's that's oh. the, the story doesn't work unless you see that. <laughs> okay. Right? So the man's healing happens in Jesus' absence. He goes to the pool of Siloam and he washes the mud off and he can see. And of course there's this big hubbub, as yeah. you would expect. Sure. And 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 it's really it it's a humorous story, and John knows it's humorous when he tells it to us. You know, people are saying, "Oh no, that's not him." It only looks like him. The guy's going, "No, it's me. I'm the man." <laughs> it see? is I. Yeah, I am the man. So what happens is the man starts telling his story, and this is where we see this wonderful progression in his faith. Um, verse 11, that they start pressing him and saying, okay, who made the mud? How did this happen? And in verse 11, he says, the man they called Jesus made some mud. And so my, in my Bible, there's a big uh, underlining of uh, this idea of the man, hmm. right? Um, and then what happened, uh, that b- because of uh, this miracle, the Pharisees are so upset. You look in verse 14. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud. And they all gasp. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus On the day that Jesus broke the law. He did what? Right. So there's this big controversy that breaks out. And they go back to the man and say, okay, tell us your story again. And now listen in verse 17 what he says. The man replied, he's a prophet. Okay, first he says, the man they call Jesus. Now he says, well, you know, he's a prophet. There's a progression there. And what is a prophet? A prophet is a person who in any given situation says what God would say if he were there. Mm. So Jesus is, you know, is clearly someone who's special. Well, of course, they don't like that either. So they drag the man's parents in. <laughs> they interview them. And they, uh, they end up uh, letting us know that there's a ban that's been placed on Jesus. If you identify with Jesus, you're going to be kicked out of the synagogue, mm-hmm. which means that you're going to be kicked out of Jewish life. And so in verse 24, once again, they drag this poor little fellow. Imagine the day this guy's had. Yeah. Well, when his parents are brought in, they say, I don't know, ask him. Right. We don't, want to have, <laughs> we don't want to have anything to do with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. We know he's our son. We but, don't know what happened. Ask him. Right. He was there. And, and, and the parents are already showing the fact that if you associate with Jesus, you're in big trouble. Hmm. Right. And that becomes the life situation of John's hearers. I mean, imagine again, the people who are sitting at the feet of the last living disciple of John hearing this story and they say, oh, yeah. We know about that. We were kicked out of our synagogues. Yeah. So they, they would resonate with well, that. There's so much here. I mean, I'm scanning ahead. Uh, you took us to verse 24, verse 27. When they, well, 26, they said, what did he say to you? How did he open your eyes? They're asking him a second time. Right. And, it, and th- this is comedy. And John knows, John knows this is funny when he writes this down. He goes, you know, I've already told you. Do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Right. And, and we all know that that's funny. Right. Give glory to God, they say in verse 24, which is uh, that's a juridical charge. We say we say tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. That's the charge. Right. right in right. Judaism, it's give glory to God. And the man. And again, this is why I love this man. He goes, you know, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. I know one thing. I was blind. And now I see. Yeah, I just love that. OK. The, well, the great the great climax there is when Jesus finally comes and finds this guy. The man is finally kicked out of the synagogue, right? And uh, they threw him out in verse uh, 34. And here's the real miracle behind the miracle is in verse 35. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, Jesus went and found this guy. So Jesus is not, uh, it's not enough that Jesus has given this man his sight back. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't come to heal just to heal people and speak words that were true. Jesus came to give them himself, right? So Jesus comes and he finds the man and he says, do you believe in the son of man? Now, remember, Wayne, this guy has never seen Jesus. This is where this right. is very important, right? Right. And he says, who is he, sir? Huh. Tell me and I'll believe him. And in verse 37, Jesus says, literally, you're seeing him. And speaking with him. Yeah. To the blind man who'd never seen Jesus, he says, okay, now you're seeing him. And the final progression is in verse 38. You know, the, the man they called Jesus, I don't know, he must be a prophet. He wasn't from God. He couldn't do anything. In verse 38, the man comes to the final stage and he says, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Look at the day that this guy's had. Fabulous. Yeah. Wow. 
Oh, that is so very rich indeed. It's uh, written in Michael's book, The Parable of Joy. And we're going to spend some time in prayer here in the studio. And in a moment, Denny Denson will join us to set up our prayer time. But as Denny comes, I'm going to ask you to sing Heal Our Land, which was written for the National, for the Day, National of Day of Prayer. For the National Day of Prayer, that's right. right. Michael Card in the studio with Ken Lewis. that song several years ago for the observance of the National Day of Prayer. Right. Yeah, we've invited uh, Pastor Denson to come and help us uh, sort of ramp up for an experience we're going to have here in a few minutes. Right. Denny, welcome. welcome back. Good to be here. Good to see you again, Wayne. Yeah. Now, you are the single representative at the moment yes. of the Empty Hands Fellowship. All the rest of the guys. A, a representative. And, I mean, I've never seen so many guys in the studio at one time, but they're all out there eating lunch right now. Yes. They're going to come into the studio in just a moment yes. and join us. What's going to happen here, Denny? We're blessed to be here. We're the Empty Hands Fellowship. We've talked about it before, I think, yeah. on the station. Many and, times. Uh, a bunch of brothers who are cross-racial, cross-economical, and cross-denominational boundaries. We've been meeting together about 14, 15 years, and we meet twice a week. Uh, once on Wednesday for uh, just for fellowship and on Thursday for prayer. And we're, we're blessed today to have uh, a few of the brothers with us. We have Slavic, who's from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Charles Robinson, who's a native brother. This is an international we, gathering here. You have isn't da- it? David Green, uh, uh, who's uh, who is the Empty Hands Fellowship. <laughs> That's right. He's the brains behind he, Empty he's the Hands. Brains behind <laughs> yeah. uh, we have uh, my, my dear friend and brother uh, Scott Rowley, mm-hmm. and we have Bill Bill Miller, who is also a, a First Nation brother. So we have a cross section of what they what, what they and. Mm-hmm. And so we're just grateful to God to be invited to well, be here. Well, Larry Warren is going to be with us as Larry well. Warren, he's, yes. He's sort of a, a world representative <laughs> he, 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 of the world community. He's, he's the universal guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but uh, so, so we're just blessed to be here. So yeah. we'll commence in a few minutes after our break coming up here with a concert of prayer right here in the studio with the men of the Empty Hands Fellowship. Uh, prayer. Yes. Prayer with a group of men like this. What does that mean to you, Denny? Well, well, you know, Wayne, it took being a part of the Empty Hands Fellowship to understand when the, when the Bible speaks of when men get together and pray. Mm. Uh, now I understand what happens when men get together and pray. Uh, number one, uh, you, you learn their hearts. You know what their heart's all yep. about. You never know someone until you hear them pray. Pray, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and not only that, but praying with men helps break, break down barriers. Mm. You become transparent because when you pray, you know, you can't fake that, you know, mm. and 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 uh, and to sit and hear my brothers pray a lot of times in their different languages you know it's a blessing you know and how the holy spirit just translate yeah uh from Choctaw 
to, mm-hmm. to English of what what Charles is praying about. Mm-hmm. So, so it it yeah, it's beyond uh, even describing what happens there. Mm-hmm. I think you've been there. You mm-hmm. you've, yeah. I, I've experienced that as Michael has mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be great to be to be together on this day. That's uh, such a special day. And for the opportunity for all of us to come together uh, before the Lord, what more could we want? Absolutely. Uh, There are many ways that we could go about what's going to happen here in a few minutes, Denny, but we've chosen the Acts model, beginning with adoration and confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And, and, you know, that's the basis for prayer, Mm -hmm. uh, I I think, you know, and and we're just so grateful to God for that. Mm -hmm. And and I'm quite sure that uh, the radio audience will not be disappointed when these brothers get together. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for giving us a little jump start here, Denny, and explaining what's going to happen so we can devote ourselves to prayer when we come back from the break here in a few yeah. moments. Well, I, I, it's, again, it's a pleasure to be here, and, and thanks again for the invitation. So we, we want to invite everyone who's listening to come and join the Men of the Empty Hands as, uh, as we reach out to the Lord. But first, this break here in the studio with Michael Card, I want to encourage you to get in touch with us. Your comments... Bible questions and song requests are always welcome when you email us at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. We hope you'll share what you've found in this podcast with your friends on social media. We feature programs every week and offer an extensive podcast archive of both classic and current editions for you to explore. If what you're hearing in today's session has prompted you to go deeper in God's Word, look online for more from Michael that can help. You'll find music, the latest book titled The Nazarene, and news about upcoming concerts and conferences at michaelcard.com. Coming up, more music and conversation waiting for you after this message here in the studio with Michael Card. Here's Michael with a word about the Christian Standard Bible. I'm glad we're partnering with the CSB. I got to see firsthand the way godly scholars work together on this Bible translation. Now I get to use the CSB in my study and teaching. There's so many types of editions available. I hope you'll find one that will help you get serious about reading God's Word. And this month we're featuring the Disciples Study Bible. Search for The Disciples Study Bible at csbible.com and read more about this unique study tool. Find a reading plan, study notes, and spaces to record your growth as you learn to follow Jesus in deeper ways. When you purchase this powerful discipleship tool, type in the studio without spaces in the promotion code to receive your 30% discount from LifeWay. We are called to be disciples, and this CSB edition will light the way of your discipleship journey. Search for The Disciples Study Bible now at csbible.com. And welcome back into the studio with Michael Card. Michael joining us now, a group of about a dozen men from the Empty Hands Fellowship. As we said earlier, we're going to spend this half hour in prayer together. Yeah, thanks uh, all you brothers for coming and uh, giving us a a piece of your uh, day. Uh, yeah, it's great to look around and see all these faces. Uh, we prayed together for, what, about 15 years now? And uh, thanks for being here. Mm. And and it's great to share you guys with uh, the listening audience. So yeah. this will be a good time. We're, uh, we're hoping and praying this time a prayer will be a blessing to many who listen in and maybe want to model it where they live as well. And join us in prayer here as we, as we do this together. As I said, we're going to follow the Acts formula, if you will, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, praying for others. So let's begin with adoration. I just happened to open to Psalms 45. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your royal power is expressed in justice. You love what is right and hate what is wrong. Just one reason why we adore our God. And Scott, will you lead us in prayer? Our Father and our God, we come before you. We thank you that today you are the one that leads us and that you show us your character and even this scripture that's taught us what we know in our conscience, what's right and what's wrong. And we know that today what is right is to come before you as your children, called as your sons, adopted, and we do adore you and thank you that you're our Father. Um, As we were even thinking about this earlier, the idea that uh, a dad, Abba, um, pops, that familiar sound that comes from the the voice of the Lord Jesus, even that now um, brings us into intimacy with you. And I thank you that we can address you as Father. 
I also thank you, Jesus, that you're here. We adore you as the Son of God for what you've done for us in taking the cross in rising from the dead, securing for us eternal life, which is knowing you and abiding with you, being engrafted. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. We worship and adore you as well. We thank you that you're real, that you're here with us, stirring. In our adoration before you now, we just ask that you continue to knit our hearts together as your body, one body, submitted to you, Jesus, all for the glory of you, our great Father, who we adore. Yes. Hear these prayers of adoration, Lord. Lord, through all the generations, you've been our home before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from the beginning to the end, you are God. Father, we just come before you now, just thanking and praising, lifting, magnifying, and exalting your holy name for who you are and what you are in our lives. Lord, we thank you for what you've done in our midst, knitting our hearts together. Lord God, we come now just lifting up the name of Jesus. Lord, we come just praising and magnifying your name, thanking you, O God, for all the provisions that you've made for us. Then, Lord, we thank you that we live in a country where we can worship and praise and magnify, Lord, without being interrupted. Lord, we thank you that we can lift up holy hands as we please. Lord, we can give you all the honor and glory and not suffer the consequences. So, Lord, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to just praise and lift magnify and exalt your holy name. And then, Master, we lift up those who are not able to have this privilege to pray without interruptions. Lord, we ask that you just look on them with the compassion and mercy, knowing that you're able, my Father, because truly you've got all power in heaven and earth in your divine hands. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, again, we come to you just praising, lifting, magnifying, and exalting your holy name, Mm -hmm. because truly you're worthy to be praised. Mm. Bless you. Mm. Praise you. We love you, Lord. And we lift our hearts to worship you, O my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. We love you. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Larry? Lord Jesus, we do confess to you our sins. There's so many, too many to number. And Lord, we just thank you for forgiving us, for making us clean, uh, for telling us to come boldly before your throne of grace. Mm. It's unbelievable that, that, Lord, you would we would have access to you in view of our sin lord we confess our sins of selfishness Mm. our sin of uh of materialism Mm. our sin of busyness Mm. our sin of looking at only what's for us and not looking at the world the whole world that you died for we confess our racism and all of our prejudices lord lord father thank you for forgiving us and we just confess, Lord, that, that we've not cared for the poor. Mm. We've not even gone close to them. Right. Mm. Father, forgive us. Yeah. Bless you. Mm. Mercy. Right. Mm. Prayers of confession. Mm. Lord, we are a people who are afraid. Mm-hmm. Afraid of, of nearly everything. Mm-hmm. That if we don't look just right, then no one will like us. Or if we don't get that job, then we'll be financially ruined. And none of it's real. It's all lies. Because you've made promises to us to feed us like birds and to clothe us like flowers and that everything else is just accessory. That we shouldn't be anxious for anything. And I know that we feel trapped, but you came to set us free. And thank you, God, that when we accepted Jesus, we died with him and were raised with him hidden inside of him so that even when we do fall short, you don't see that. You see Christ. It is with a spirit of thanksgiving that we come to the Lord today. And as we pray, we want to offer him our thanks, and Brother Bill, 
you have something you'd like to share as you pray here. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to uh, send our prayers from all the nations and all the tribes across this land, this great land that you have blessed for Christ. God, uh, I want to address the people honestly with a, a prayer song. In our culture, the American Indian, we we prayed uh, by singing, and we sang with our drums and, and rattles and rasps, and we danced on your great earth that you created. So this song I'm going to sing is a Thanksgiving song uh, to the Lord. Uh, being a Christian Native American, I send this out to my brothers and sisters in Christ, but to all those who don't know Jesus. Praise. Thanks to the Lord. He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. My Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day that you have given to me. Thank you, Lord, that you have found me here. Thank you that you went to Calvary to save me and to pay for my sins. Thank you, Lord, for the freedom that you give. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you have given to me in Jesus. Lord, thank you. And may my life be as a thank you note to you for your love towards me. Another prayer of thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you for your redemption, for taking us out of the, the miry pit and putting our feet on a solid rock of your son, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings we, we have here, the blessings in this country, freedom to pray in public, and and uh, the, the material blessings. And Lord, we thank you that you've made it clear to us why we're blessed, that we're blessed to be a blessing. We know the only difference between those struggling and those not is where they were born. And that's all about you, Lord. Thank you for putting us in a place that we can bless others. Thank you for that privilege and grant us the faith to follow Jesus wherever he may lead us. Thank you, Larry. I'd like us to turn to supplication, praying for the needs of others, specifically praying for those around the world. And as I look around this room, I know so many of you either come from some other place in the world to this place, or you have such a heart for other places in the world. So I would just urge you now, let's, let's spend a considerable amount of time here in the studio praying for the needs of the nations. Charles? Father God, we thank you you love diversity and it's but just because some of our skin is darker than others or lighter than others it does not make you love any one of us any less or any more than the others father i know as i pray in choctaw you hear those prayers just as you do in any language so I offer these prayers up to you 
piki abais pinilima, chiho chiho for her halito paske. Isha pili chiki yera laske. Nana isha anika, yani pakna ya ayomaka aba yakinia makchil maske. Hima nitak ishpak pima piska kion ispi pitaske. Make me nana ila hika putta ispika shkofkut, peace noat, nana chile kofe chataka ishu yumi chaske. Mit mut na pluku yuku e ya chipamano his nana pulio spilko for hinshaske. A pelechika, make me nana stay ante, mitcha hesto litpa, endokut, chimipilia yoke. Lord, I just thank you for the pastors from Empty Hands in the Spanish community, Pastor Jose Duran and Pastor Neil Pius, Lord, and they're both from Venezuela and have come here and started a church in Franklin. Thank you that they are leading Hispanic community in Franklin, that they are ministering and reaching out through the church and through their outreach projects, Cinco de Mayo, just touching the community. Thank you for their lives and their testimony and their work here in our midst. And Lord, I just think about Venezuela as my own family has spent over a decade living there, uh, my brother and my father, planting churches, ministering to that place. And as our brothers are from Venezuela, Lord, I have a heart for the church in Venezuela. And having just returned there a few weeks ago and uh, seen one more time just how your spirit is moving in that place and how the church is growing, I thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for the leaders. I thank you for others who have stepped out on faith. In the midst of adversity and difficult times, your church is growing. Thank you for radio stations there. There's over 150 now who are proclaiming the gospel. And when it seems that maybe publicly the gospel may not be able to be proclaimed as it used to be, then in other ways your church will grow in advance. And I praise you for that. Yes. So now, Lord, let me just say a prayer for the for the church and the nation of Venezuela mm-hmm. in, in the Spanish language. Mm-hmm. Señor, te doy gracias que tu espíritu está moviendo entre tu cuerpo allí en Venezuela. Te doy gracias, Señor, porque has levantado líderes que marchan adelante con fe sin muchas veces tener finanzas y saber cómo van a acontecer estas cosas. Tú provees sus necesidades día por día. Gracias por su fe. Gracias por tu obra, lo que tú estás haciendo en ese lugar. Gracias por el ejemplo que el cuerpo nos da a nosotros aquí en este país. Bendiga a los padres. Gracias por tu palabra que está creciendo en ese lugar. Pido por ese país. Que el evangelio crezca más y más cada día y que fortalezca tu iglesia ahí en Venezuela. Por esto te damos gracias, Señor Jesucristo. En tu nombre te alabamos. Amén. Gracias, David. Scott, you've most recently been in Iraq. Would you pray for the Iraq and the Middle East? Yeah. Our father, as we are reminded of our brother Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, a true martyr in the sense that he stood up against uh, Hitler's regime. Uh, put to death there in the Second World War. Um, Lord, there's uh, evil in the land, and even as you were put to death in the hands of evil people that were just like me, uh, the sins of the people that you died for, Lord, war is everywhere. Uh, we even understand the scriptures in, in some sense, understanding that uh, the violent bear it away, that, that your work is being done even in the midst of martyrdom. All through the through the entire world, in the South American continent, all up and down throughout Africa, certainly in the Middle East and also in the Asian continent as well. Lord, there are wars raging, and there are hot wars, there are fire wars, and we would pray for Christians who are there, innocents that are there, that you would protect them and give them wisdom, give them uh, an ability to hide, give them ability to be protected. Would you bring uh, those with resources and means to be a part of protection of the innocent? and give us good hearts and good courage. Um, Certainly in Iraq even now, um, for those that are in battle, we would pray for their protection. And for those that are are being uh, called out as your your children, that you would, uh, Lord, bring that uh, great revival to to full bear, that it would be um, a full full harvest of souls according to your word and according to your plan. Uh, Help us to continue to pray for our brothers and sisters and the church in Iraq. Um, and throughout that area, in Kurdistan, just recently coming from 
the North, being, being amazed at your great work there in such a vital part of our, of our history, the Garden of Eden, where, uh, uh, where Noah's Ark sat down, where you created and recreated mankind, where even now the, uh, the history of Daniel and others that had courage to stand against evil, um, that that's the, that's the history there. We pray that you'd continue to embolden the body. Um, we love you, Jesus, and we thank you for our Rocky brothers and sisters. We pray with them and for them right now with all of our heart that you'd accomplish your goal, that your will would be done there yes. according to your purpose and means. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Our brother John Thomas has just joined us from South Africa. And John, as we pray for the needs of those on the African continent and especially for those victims of AIDS, I wonder if you would lead us in prayer. Sure. Father, we want to thank you that you are sovereign over every aspect of life. And Lord, when we look at the challenges of the African continent, we want to thank you, Lord, that you are in control. But today we pray, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy, for your compassion over Africa. Lord, I want to thank you for thousands of Christians around the world and in America who really care about people in Africa. And I want to pray, Lord, that you would extend that burden, that we as your children would understand your mandate to have your compassionate action heart to reach out to the poor, to the hungry, to those in trouble spots, to those who have become infected and affected by HIV and AIDS. Lord, I pray for those who are suffering without any form of treatment, without any hope. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ would reach them. I pray that they might come to know you in some way. I pray, Lord, you would challenge Christians in Africa and Christians around the world to share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, that in Jesus there is hope. In Jesus, though you have a hopeless disease, you can find peace. And so, Lord, we pray for everyone involved in bringing the love and care of Jesus Christ to those situations, that you would give them strength, that you'd give them insight, that you'd give them wisdom. Pray, Lord, for those in support services around the world seeking to make a difference i thank you for them lord and i pray that you would make us all bolder in our efforts in this incredible opportunity you've given us lord it's an extraordinary opportunity the greatest opportunity in the history of mankind i pray that your church would wake up and grab the incredible opportunities Not only do we pray for HIV and AIDS in Africa, Lord, we pray about the war-torn regions, the Darfur, Sudan, places where opportunity knocks at the door for us. Oh, Lord, help us to understand your heart for the poor and needy. Help us to see how you spent time with the poor and needy when you were here. Help us to see, Lord, how you, you came to reach the poor and needy and give us the heart of Jesus. Lord, burden us not just with a a small burden, but give us your heart. Help us to see the Father's heart. I pray for children who are ravaged by poverty and hunger and HIV and AIDS. Pray for innocent victims. Lord, that you would just come find them and put your big arms around them. And so, Lord, we thank you that you have a solution. And I pray you would make us A church that is awake, seeking to do everything that Jesus would have done. Help us, Lord, to be able to bring the message so that people see Jesus first and then say, tell me about him. And so I ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Michael, could I ask you to pray for China and the Asian nations? Yes, Lord. We thank you for the revival in uh, the northern part of Vietnam, and we lift up Pastor Elijah and all those church planters. We uh, especially focus now on the massive uh, body of Christ in China. Uh, For those who are studying your word underground, literally in holes in the ground, for those who are uh, connected to other churches, churches that are uh, 
recognized, but still you're, you're doing your work there. We thank you that your word is getting into China uh, freely now. We, we're not having to smuggle Bibles in the way we used to. We thank you for that. And also, Lord, I want to I want to lift up Cuba to you and your church there, and uh, especially uh, Pastor Eduardo, and pray that you would be with him this, this very moment. In your name, Jesus. Yes. I know it's the custom of the empty hands men to sing a prayer. We call it the doxology at the end of your prayer times, and we'd like to do that in the studio. So can we do that, Scott? Yeah. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Thanks again, brothers, and uh, ask that these prayers would continue uh, to move on. Let us pray without ceasing as we leave. God, make us unusually aware of his presence with us. Thanks, brothers. God bless you. What a moving time of prayer we've had with the men of the Empty Hands Fellowship from Franklin, Tennessee today. I'm sorry to say that we've come to the end of our session here in the studio with Michael Card, but before we go, I invite you to get in touch with us. Your comments, Bible questions, and even your song requests are always welcome when you email us at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. Also, learn about Michael's books, his music, live events, and our podcast guest details at michaelcard.com. We're glad for the partnership with our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible. Visit csbible.com to learn more about the great Bible editions that can aid you in your personal growth as you get serious with God's Word. This month, we're featuring the Disciple Study Bible. This Bible edition will not only be a helpful guide to unlock the meaning of the Scriptures, but it will provide tools to direct your growth as a disciple. Find a daily reading plan, maps, study notes focused on discipleship issues, and spaces to record your growth as you learn to follow Jesus. Search for the Disciples Study Bible when you order and use the promotion code in the studio, typed with no spaces, to receive your 30% discount on CSB purchases through Lifeway. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. We hope you'll join us next week for the release of a new podcast edition. And now for all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Mansfield, and our producer, Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for joining us for this session in the studio with Michael Carr.